Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Please consider supporting Black Women United, YEG, for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. You can learn more about them at bwunited.ca. They are always looking for donations and volunteers. So please, again, support Black Women United, YEG, for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. Again, that website is bwunited.ca. Hey, this is Nicole calling from Hamilton, and I needed to let everyone know that I really proudly support Beach and creative control. I have for many years, I will for many more, as long as he keeps delivering these amazing interview podcasts. When you hear one of Beach's interviews, you think he's known this guest for years, they're good friends. Uh, but the truth is, he approaches every interview, whether it's sort of up and coming indie artists or established icons or like famous intimidating comedians with. Uh, a really deep, genuine curiosity, so he's never met this person, and the same really warm uh, candor, as though he's known them forever. I think it really lends to a great chat, no matter who he's talking to, and for that reason, I think you should throw Vish, like what, a dollar a month? He's got jokes. The jokes make it worth it. Support Creative Control on Patreon. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash Control today. I'm Visha's wife, and remember, when you name a dog Janet or Timothy, you are dragging humanity down just a little bit. Yeah. Black Elvis and Dr. Doom robbed the porno shop, just got off the pursuit by two cops. They said it was two men doing the mock of the two men in hip hop with ski masks and flip flops. Black getaway car hitting the Lincoln Tunnel hard, followed by 62 DTs in a squad. Cool Keith is one of the greatest and most prolific hip-hop MCs of all time and hails from the Bronx in New York City. After his pioneering rap group Ultramagnetic MCs broke up in the early 1990s, Keith established himself as a superstar, letting his imagination and creativity run wild, conjuring mysterious alter egos like Dr. Octagon, Black Elvis and Dr. Doom, among many others, and he's worked with hundreds of people over the last 25 years. His latest collaboration is with the Nashville power violence duo Thetan, whose excellent new album together, Space Gore-Tex, is out now via anti-corporate music. Now, I've long wanted to have Keith on this show, and the opportunity to speak with him finally presented itself. However, we could only connect via a cell phone whose number was somewhat secretive until the last minute. But we did connect, and we talked about things like uh, Edmonton, Alberta, pandemic life in the Bronx, his thoughts on the Black Lives Matter protests and police violence, political hip-hop and average rapper lists, average breakfast cereals, what he makes of contemporary rap music and making visual music of his own, his future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creative control and Massey Hall's concert film series live at MasseyHall.com where you can stream dozens of 30-minute films for free including performances by past podcast guests like Shad plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 548th episode of Creative Control, featuring one of my 
heroes, rap or otherwise, just one of my heroes, Cool Keith, with your host, me, Vishkana. Hey, Keith, how's it going? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm here in Edmonton, Alberta, in Canada. Have you ever been to Edmonton, Alberta? I think I did. I've uh, been up there, did a show up there, Edmonton, Canada. Yes, a um, little hockey city, right? <laughs> That's right. Remember Wayne Gretzky? Yeah, yeah. He comes from there? Well, he played here. He's from Ontario, where I'm originally from. I just moved here. Yeah, I've been up there. I did a show up there. I did a show up there. Yeah, I saw you play in Hamilton, Ontario once. Yeah, I did a show up there. Um, It was very cold up there. Yeah, it it gets cold. But you're from New York. Doesn't it get pretty cold in New York? Not like Edmonton. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. You're in the rich Edmonton section, huh? (laughs) <laughs> uh, we're doing all right. We're doing okay. We, uh, yeah. we'll see how we do. My wife and I and our kids oh. just, just moved here. Oh, okay. Where from? We're from Ontario. I lived in Guelph, Ontario, which is about an hour outside oh, of Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you got an apartment up there for me. In, uh, in Alberta? Yeah. Where you at? Edmonton. I'm in, I'm in Edmonton. You want an apartment? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, uh, I'll look into it and send you an email. How about that? Okay, you got you got studios up there to record. I think so. I just got here, so I'm still trying to. I got here and then everything got oh, shut okay. down. Everything got shut down as soon as I arrived, basically. Oh, okay, so you like it up there? Yeah, it's for, cool. for a minute. It's good. It's good. There's lots of music festivals and lots of arts. It's a lot of hockey up there, huh? Well, I guess I don't really care about hockey. My son and I like to play basketball. Oh, okay, that's good. As they say, I hope you can jump. You can jump. I can jump a little. Yeah. I'm, I'm six two. Well, uh, can you dunk? Nah, I don't have it anymore. I'm four, I'm forty forty two. I can't do it. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it anymore. My right. son, my son is eight. He wants to dunk. He's he's working on learning how to dunk. Well, I can tell you how to get. It. You can lower the basket. A well, <laughs> when we were playing on low baskets, we were dunking all over the place. That's true. <laughs> that was no problem. I just right. can't, I can't get up to ten feet. You uh, can dunk backwards if you lower it down. Oh anytime. man, you can he, lower it. he was blown away. I was doing one eighties, three sixties. He couldn't believe 180s? it. One eighties? Yeah, absolutely. He couldn't. Oh, lower it, lower it down to your waist. You can do all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good. Everyone's good. We're healthy. Working, everything's yeah. everything's all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, where in the world are you today? Uh, I live in the Bronx. You still, you're still in the Bronx uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I go back and forth to California sometimes. Do you have a preference? But I like the Bronx. You, you like the Bronx? Uh not really. I like living in New York. It's interesting to write lyrics. Hmm. hmm. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of scenery. You know, com- com- never run out of ideas. Well, comedians often say that. Comedians who have lived in New York and California say that they get more inspiration as comedians being in New York. And there's nothing funny about California. Would you? Would you agree? California is more clear-minded, and skateboardish. Um, you know, more like uh, just going up to Venice Beach and and riding up to the mall or something. It's not as many. Visual ideas is New York, but it's enough more than more of the, um, like a city, like, you know, like more of a southern city. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. That's fair enough. Now you, uh, you are, uh, living through the same stuff we're living through. You're in the Bronx. What is the Bronx like, uh, both with the, uh, COVID-19 pandemic and then, uh, also the, the police protests? How are you doing uh, being in the Bronx right now, Keith? Uh, I see everybody got on the mask in the Bronx. Everybody has on masks. And um, it looks like a hospital, you know, an urban hospital. The only thing that is kind of messed up is everybody's online is real ghetto, you know, to buy something. Very, you know, just the everything of how things are constructed. You know, buy a pair of sneakers, you got to wait online. And mm. it doesn't look too cool. You know, it doesn't look too cool. It looks very third world or something, you know. 
You know, you, uh, I feel like you made masks kind of look cool as Dr. Octagon. Would you agree? The mask? Yeah, like I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. He did have a mask. I remember. <laughs> he did have a mask. Yeah. So Doc... He was already ready for that. <laughs> I feel like a lot of, uh-huh. a lot of Dr. Octagon maybe predicts some of what's happening now in terms of living through something like uh, the pandemic. What do you think? Oh, I, I hope I didn't make anything. I didn't pre-start anything. I don't want people to wear masks forever, but um, it looks crazy. I mean, I could, a lot of people say it's the regular flu or pneumonia or something, but um, they count it as COVID nineteen. Do you do you do you subscribe to these theories that this COVID nineteen is just like a cold or a flu? It could be a lot of people, like you said, just in general, like you said, you no, know, everybody just started learning to wash. Being germ germ aware and and washing their hands in restaurants and you know it was a lot of stuff anyway that was um contributed to that anyway you know you have the the heroin users and everybody's just chilling out in the McDonald's with where the kids are the heroin users but I've seen that before this you know mm. it was it had to be a place for this stuff to get better. Right. As awareness, you know, washing the hands. Because, you know, I, I went into a store one day and I saw a heroin user, like, he was inviting himself to the bread. He was touching all the bread. Like, I walked in on him in the store and I said, where's your gloves? He was like, uh, you know, I got gloves in my pocket, but he never pulled them out. But he was in there touching the bread. Hmm. Like, the, 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 you know, the rolls. He was in the rolls, like, like. Like really going through them, like he owns them all. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's pawing at the pawing at the but, rolls. But imagine how many people like him doesn't that don't get caught. Right, right, exactly. So you are you? These were open bread buns, like open bread, like the bread you buy for like butter rolls. He was just touching them with his heroin hand <laughs> that he uses needles with and all that all day, and I caught him. Yeah, it's it's a it's obviously very desperate and confusing times for so many of us. Uh, how are you coping yourself personally? Are you trying to not uh, touch people's roles? No, I wouldn't do that. I was so nasty of him to do that. <laughs> right. I just thought he was a nasty man. <laughs> I mean, I, I was somebody would have reported him or saw him doing that. He just looked so nasty of him doing that. I told people, I told my mother about it. She was in disgust. Right. Cause she liked to buy the little butter rolls and stuff too, so everybody got disgusted when I told them about it. And there was the store they like to buy. They don't. They like to buy rolls too. Those rolls, you know, like sometimes Whole Foods have those open, open, you know, cinnamon rolls, kind of like um, a lot of those places have those open, you know, invitation to the donuts. You get them yourself. Yeah. Right. Right. And he he definitely was making himself healthful. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, people need uh, bread and dough. That's been a big thing. Everyone's baking bread. They need that dough, bread. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they need that dough. Yeah. So uh, you, uh, I was listening to uh, this new record, uh, Space Gore-Tex, uh, which is uh, who? Are, yeah. It's you, and what is the name of the band that you're playing with? Teeth Hand. Yeah, I, I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I wanted to ask you about it. It's a, it's a really yeah. cool record. And uh, congratulations on this. First of all, how did this collaboration uh, start? Well, I had gotten hooked up through them through um, Eric sent me the tracks, and you know they were doing like baseline stuff, and, and I I rapped on the project. It was pretty nice. You get you get asked to rap on lots of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, you're to me, you are the legendary cool Keith. Like I love I love you, Keith. I hope you know that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you, you know, do you know that I love you personally? Did you know that? You? Yeah. Well, I don't know you love me. Okay, well, I love you. I just want you to know that I love you. If I made beats, oh. I would ask you to rap on my my beats, so I can understand why uh, the fellows in in Tethan would 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 ask you to uh, to rap on their stuff. Now, the, there's a you are. You know, only I mean, look, you pay me. I guess you pay me. You like you love me. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if I have if I have some money and I have some beats, I may contact. I mean, you, you. love me enough. You love me enough to pay me. Yeah. <laughs> do I do I, that's a that's a significant question. Do I love Cool Keith enough to pay him? 
I think I, I think I do. Mm. I think right. there are people who do absolutely, but, but, but in a good, in a good way, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. exactly, exactly. Now, space Gore-Tex, you have long been obsessed with space. Intergalactic themes have shown up in your music. Uh-huh. Uh, we are now. Uh-huh. You are your president is in love with something called space force. What do you make of Space Force? Donald Trump? Yeah, he has a th- he he started a thing called the Space Force. Mm. Where he he wants to go into space with the astronauts and take over space. He wants to go into space? Absolutely. He started a thing called Space Force. Have you not heard of Space Force? I never heard of. It. He started an, an army, an outer space army that he wants to launch into space. So that we can take over outer space. And I thought you would, on some level, I thought you would appreciate that because, I mean, how long have you been interested in outer space since you were like a, a little boy? I've been, yeah, you're right. I was, I was space driven since I was a kid. <laughs> I like space. <laughs> so in terms of the themes on space Gore-Tex, the space Gore-Tex, cause I hear a lot of stuff about police, a lot of cops. That shows up on space mm-hmm. cortex, but what does it have to do with outer space per se? Since space don't go together, right? No, I, I maybe not. I don't know. Do you what? What? What is? Did you come up with the theme of space cortex? Yeah, I didn't come up with the whole theme. I, I was like, I, I participated in the, the theme. It was the more it fit down, fit down my alley. And so what what was it about space that intrigued everyone working on this project? Were you saying something in particular? About outer space, the sound and the theme of it. Oh, it, it sounds it sounds like outer space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, in terms of the police stuff, uh, what is your relationship like with police generally, Keith? I mean, they do also show up sometimes. Cops show up in your in your work. Uh, what what was going on with with uh, this record in terms of the skits and and the and the police that show up? It was just a theme. There were some themes in acting, and um, it was like it was like picture movies, like soundtrack movies. You you view this as something like yeah, a it's, more, it's like more, it's, visual, more visual, more visual, more visual. It's like a movie almost. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So more visual. Are you are you following what's going going on with the police protest right now? A little bit, yeah. And, and what what I think it's discussed. You think it's you think it's disgusting? What part of it exactly? Yeah, it's because they wear badge. They have to like do a lot of stuff to people that's really like visually ungraphic for people to see. You know, just you know, just all the stuff. And, you know, they strangle. You know, the guy over cigarettes and you know George Floyd and all those people. You know, kneeling on their necks like they like wrestlers and stuff. They take they, they took it too far with how they arrest the person, basically. Yeah. They went overboard with how how they arrest the person or how they handle the person just because they wear a uniform. When those people go home every day without a uniform, but when they put on a uniform, it doesn't give them the right to uh, treat people like, you know, like animals. Yeah. Growing up, where did you primarily grow up, Keith? Oh, in the Bronx, in the South Bronx. Okay, so you grew up in the Bronx. Did you have... Uh, encounters with the police growing up in the Bronx that sort of stick out in your mind? I got caught with different things, you know, weed. And, um, you know, when I was younger, hopping the trains and stuff like that. And I got caught by bombs. <laughs> no, I don't carry bombs, I'm just saying. Oh, sorry, I missed that. I just got... <laughs> I missed what you said there. Uh, you You got caught carrying bombs? Is that what you said? Nah, I said I got caught with some uh, cannabis. Oh, I see. Yes. Cannabis. And then, um, you know, I had that thing on my record. That's why I couldn't get in Canada for, you know, still to this day. And this happened in 1980, like 85. Yeah. I mean, I come to Canada, but they still, you know, that's like, look how many years ago was that? It sounds from your tone that you clearly think that that's dumb and unfair. Uh, do you have a sense? Do you have any perspective as we're talking about, uh, the way black people, African Americans in particular, are treated in your country? Are, do you have any perspective on that based on your own experiences? 
I just think it's, you know, I think it's out of order, basically. I don't know why, like, they keep doing that. It's like, you know, it's been a long time. It's times are more modern. It's like, I don't know why they're doing that at all. It doesn't make no sense. It's like, it's, it's to the point that people are tired of it. Everybody's fed up with it. And, you know, it, 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 it went to some... It went to some point of boiling over now, so it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Do you, in your in your sort of back catalog, in your history as an, an artist, can you think of instances where you tried to talk about things like this? I think I think of you as a very funny and amazing rapper, uh, and it's always very fantastical, you know? Like, I like your storytelling. Yeah. But uh-huh. have you avoided... Do you Would you say you've kind of mostly avoided sort of the talking about politics or, or making political statements in your politics? work? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's one thing I never really, I wasn't a politic person. I mean, I think when I was rapping, the only politic rapper was Chuck D or Public Enemy was the mostly the only politic rapper and everybody else had their own lane. I think what happened was now a lot of people more trying to be in politics you know now everybody wants to be chuck d you know so i respect the public enemy doing it because they were like one group to take the energy on for the people and you know then me and you know my my image of me and sad was to be like sci-fi then whoever else was you know big daddy Kane was who he was and so on down but everybody else you know now is trying to be a politic person, just use it as for you know, as you know, get a couple clicks or some views, which is like to me, it don't like it, it don't register. And like you said, I I don't mind talking about a political issue, but if I'm doing it for like just to get in the public eye because it's the time right now to do that, I don't, I don't feel it's necessary. But do you feel compelled? Have you ever felt compelled to write a song? that speaks to such issues and then sort of stop yourself? Like, I, I know you express yourself very freely. And I so I wonder if you've ever sort of thought, I kind of want to do this, and then thought, man, that's not really what Cool Keys is about. Have you had that impulse ever to write a song that kind of expresses your feelings about such things? I mean, I write songs in my own way, like, but I don't, like, spend a whole record doing it. Like, I might talk about something that's a bad issue but I, I I might mention like two or three lines about it but I people are going with the song but I don't like some people might want to make a whole song about one particular issue like oh you know they'll make a whole song like you know like like NWA didn't fuck the police but some people you know do a whole song I might do just a line about it some people are like you said some people are Fame, they want the fame so they'll start getting those political conversations just to be in the limelight. Yeah, you don't seem to be someone who does things for fashionable reasons. Uh, is that fair to say? Yeah, I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to get on my Skype and, you know, try to get on Google, you know, just because I said something about George Floyd right now. I'm aware of what happened to George Floyd and I'm, I'm sorry for those things that happened and stuff like that, but you know, his family handled those issues, you know, professionally and stuff. But my thing is that I don't want to get up there just trying to get some fame. Like, some people who just want fame, you know, they don't know the real cause of what happened. And, you know, only the man's family has a better view of what they think should go about. Other than, you know, somebody else trying to voice the issue. They're just trying to get some fame. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Do you think that... People who do write songs like the ones we're describing, like the sort of more political songs or or even these protests, do you think that they're going to have any of these things have a positive impact or, you know, are effective in making change? It depends on it depends on what the people think, you know, it depends on what the people think. Some songs came back later, you know, like you said, the NWA song came back later today. So some songs that public interview wrote. Some songs stick for a while but you try to do something now. Some songs stick, some songs don't. Hmm. Do you feel like you have a sense of your own legacy in terms of like a record you made 
or even a song that you wrote that seems to still be resonating that people still lose their minds over? Uh, people love Blue Flowers. Like it was a song that was political. They like it. I guess the chorus is maybe like euphoric to feel Blue Flowers can be a nice day. Blue Flowers can be a day to get high. Blue Flowers can be a day to um, feel good. Hmm. So that's one that you feel like people still think of you with Blue Flowers. Uh, is there... Uh, they think of me with MC Ultra, uh, all kinds of stuff. I think it's a lot of songs. Yeah, yeah. a couple of songs, two, three, four, five. Yeah, no, I, I think people like all my stuff. <laughs> people like all my stuff. I think people like all my stuff because it's, it's so much stuff. There was a, a period there in the in the late '90s and early 2000s where I felt like you were talking about how you didn't get your due, how people were copping your style. Do you still feel that way? Do you feel like you're you're getting the the attention you deserve for what you're doing? Well, I didn't worry about the attention anymore because it didn't really do anything for me. Like, I just kept on making music and doing what I normally do. I couldn't, like, worry no more with the critics and, you know, who's the top ten rappers and who's the top five. And people were just making up all kinds of stuff after a while. I started, you know, setting my own mind to feel like, I did accomplish a lot of stuff, so I I'm not going out to try to like kiss people, you know, ask for the for the credit I deserve. But I already presented myself with the credit. Now I don't have to worry as much. I got comfortable. Like you know, I I, I didn't really get depressed of feeling like if my name wasn't mentioned in something, or you know, people didn't put me in the whatever category for that and this and. People had groups come out after me, and they were supposed to be like the top group. Or I, I, I got comfortable with it myself to relax more before I was anxious about, you know, a rapper might, you know, uh, like somebody that works in um, media put me not in the top ten rappers or not in the top fifty, not in the top thirty, or if they did or didn't, or if they put me at the bottom, or you know, I just got my mind mentally that to deal with that stuff from the past and I blocked it out because it's all like and one opinion don't matter anyway. Mm. You know, I, I, I care less about the opinions of what people thought. So everybody always wanna make up something. You know, you got people that come out after you, you know, you got magazines, all kinds of people that come out after you, they wanna make a list up, you know, you got people that's in all kinds of you know, organizations and medias, they want to make a list up later. Who's the top 10 best groups? Who's the top five? You know, anything, any kind of art. Who's the top five singers? Top rapper? And, you know, and then those lists became monotonous too. They, you know, you started seeing the same people, you know, Jay-Z, Nas, and Biggie. You know, I like all those guys, you know, it was just getting to be monotonously the same people. So all the people around the, the critics and the media started using those people all the time and everything. Like everybody took to one thing, you know, the same artists, you know, same singers, you know. Yeah. It got to be monotonous. So I didn't care no more for that because I was like, these, these are already set lists that people like automatically find off the internet. Those, those lists are anyway pre-made on the internet. They just like, for a person that don't even know rap at all, they'll just pick those lists off the internet. Like, you could probably Google a list yourself and find, like, particular names that are going to be on the list that's normally on the list anyway. Like, mm. they didn't take their time to, uh... Like, I made a list on my internet page, which is a more legitimate list, where you don't usually hear the same people as the top rappers. You just pick out specific people that you, you know, I got Chino Excel on my list. I got, you know, you know, I would have a list with different kinds of people, you know, like the, the list makes sense where other people just uh, a media list, like just to get in the, so get in the limelight, you know, let's, you know, it's like you just using whatever you need to say to sound like you know what's going on with you. Like, well, let me use Jay-Z and Nas and Biggie and so, of course, 
those are good rappers, but don't put like it's more like a cliche media. Yeah, just a cliche media. Cliche. It's a, it's the average pre-recorded list that's already out for a critic to grab off the Google or the internet. Like you know, which I could disagree with. You know, it's a billion rappers that are good, but you know, but those lists that they use for time. Jay-Z's on my list, but, you know, when you start saying the same particular guys in the same order, it's just a Google list that America made. Yeah. But it's the average list. So it's the average list. I call it the average list. (laughs) Do you have, do you have, everybody got the average list. Everybody uses the average, the average list. Right. It's not like a list that somebody else has. So everybody uses the average list so I don't pay no mind to the average list that's, that's what I'm start calling it it's the average list like yeah. you know, it's not like you know it's like when you watch the Grammy Awards the average winner the average list the average you know everything is the average thing so when you watch all the different awards it's the average people the average globe awards you know the average winners Denzel Washington um you know, the average movie stars, DiCaprio is always going to win something. Denzel, you know, and you got, uh, who else? Uh, you know, you know it's, it's like the awards. Lady Gaga, you know, going to win something. It's always the average list, you know. Right. Do you have it a... Ain't like do, an artist. I was just going to ask... It a, ain't an artist you never saw. Right. It ain't an artist you ain't never yeah, you're saying the average is, it sounds like your average could mean established, previously established. It's just a constant yearly, just regular thing. You know, it's like stuff on the shelf. You know, you always going to go in the store. You know, they got Quaker State oatmeal on the shelf. They got, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Kellogg's cornflakes on the shelf all the time. That's the same with the media. They're going to, you know, everybody that they call up for the awards on the shelf already like you know the same token names is on the shelf you know always you know you always have Kellogg special K's on the shelf raisin bread that, that's how those um events become yeah no you I, know, I, I hear raisin bread raisin bread and cornflake and Kellogg type artists is always on the shelf <laughs> that's I, I appreciate what you're you saying know, yeah they're not gonna put a new cereal like Banana Coke, you know, Banana Nuggets came out. Like, new Banana Kellogg's Banana Nuggets or something brand new came out. You know, they're not doing that. They just, they got their regular cornflakes up there, Raisin Brand, um, you know, Totals, Special K. That's why I consider that media stuff is average artists, your average artists every year, your average movie stars, same cast, same. Same Grammy Award, same um, same shit, same people. So if if Cool Keith was same, a serial, same Heidi Klum, same you know, same Katie Katie Holmes, <laughs> same corny ass black same corny ass black tuxedos they wear. You know, yeah. Nobody comes up there really with a, a yellow tuxedo on. Right, you seem to be fixated on the color yellow. If Cool Keith was a serial, would you Every be Banana Nugget? Face. Would you be banana nugget if if that was you? If is that you as a cereal? All those lists. Yeah, I'll be different. You know, it's other cereals on the on the list. Sugar Smacks, uh, <laughs> all kinds of shit. Diggum Smacks, uh, Honeycomb, but they just keep showing cornflakes and Special K and you know the same shit. You know, sure. Frosted Flakes, the same. You know, Tony the Tiger's still the same shit up there. Brand wheat checks. They the, that's those artists. They the same shit that's on the uh, shelves all the time. But they won't have, you know, you won't see Honeycomb and Applejack, which are big records. You know, the same as music, big music, big artists, big movie stuff. Right. You're not gonna see Honeycomb, Applejack, Sugar Smacks. Um, you know, um, who else is up there? So all the all the shit. You know, Cookie Crisp. You know, <laughs> we don't we don't have co- oh, we don't have God. cookie crisp in Canada. We don't have cookie crisp. They 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 outlawed it. We can't bring it up. Yeah, yeah, you ain't, yeah, you ain't gonna, they don't they don't put the other cereals up. So. No, that's fair. It's just a basic a basic store that carry the same shit. All those all those functions, all those different uh, BET awards, they just carry the same shit. And 
mm-hmm. the people are programmed, you know, by the same artists. And, you know, they're going to always have Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, get a salute, <laughs> every, everything, same stuff. It's just, it's like a, it's a cliche organization, cliche organization. Cliche. I, I I agree with you. I think Earth, Wind, and Fire should stop winning Grammys every year. That is a mistake. It needs to be corrected. Absolutely, I agree. May I ask you a general question uh, about yeah. hip hop and rap music at the moment? Uh, I talk to people who are maybe my age and older, maybe uh-huh. younger, and they say, "Oh, you yeah. know, it's not what it used to be." I don't know if I can get into the new stuff. Do you follow contemporary hip hop culture? Do you feel like, in a general statement, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know everybody out. Like my radar of the music industry is still knowing from all genres of rap to knowing like, and let's see, from knowing Flowrider to Little Wayne to going to what's going on in a rapper from the eighties all the way to right now from anybody from all rappers, you know. It's good to have a wide range of knowing what's going on musically, from from 340 to just all ranges, to myself, to Migos, to know Paul Wall, Houston, to know uh, any rapper, to know what's going on, to know what the music from every genre, from right. the conference of L.A. to Jazz and Corrupt, to knowing West Coast to East to the casual and uh, Oakland, Dell, Funky Homo Sapien, and to know every range of the rap all around the region, to know Southern rap, to know, to know Florida rap, to know any any range of rap. So you know, know Cardinal Fishbowl, yeah, Cardinal, um, yeah, Cardi, yeah, yeah, all that, all yeah. that, Drake, Drake, all rappers, all rap lanes of that, from the girl rappers to the guy. I still know currently, past, future, and state knowing what's going on. So you so, you know it all. I, I, you, I, I'm, you know it all, but do you like a lot of it? Do you like a lot of the sort of newer stuff that's coming out? I like it. I like the pants. I'm, I got into the skinny pants. I bought a couple pairs of skinny pants. <laughs> I'm wearing They fit me real good. <laughs> I've been uh, wearing... I, I, I like what's going on, but... There's a couple of things that I dislike. I dislike the people who don't like what they're doing because you had a time to do what you did, so you can't get locked into your time to say, well, what you did. Maybe some of their substance is a little bit impure, but you can't knock the culture what they're doing because they're doing something different that you're doing too. But people get locked into like, okay, when the time, you know, when Ready for the World came out, a new group today don't have to have Jerry Curls. We're activated and shaking around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to respect each, each and everybody's time, time of appearance and fame. And I do that. So, But I was ahead of my time anyway, so I feel good that the culture has caught up to what I was doing. So now that I'm doing stuff, I feel good. Like We do have some competition and competitiveness of, People that's wearing different kind of clothes, futuristically, you know, yeah. we're not primitive anymore. We don't have to have baggy pants and a dirty black t-shirt on. And so everybody don't have to have pants, you know, that's so big, no more, whatever. You know, it makes you work harder. You got to stay slim to wear the new clothes. Okay, you don't eat everything up. Some people feel like, well, my time of music is gone because... I can't wear the big dirty white t-shirt no more in my belly and I like I'm drinking 50 beers. <laughs> don't want that no more. So they're mad at the new slim artists and the artists that are slimmed down and trim and they don't got all kinds of defaults and you know, they're not all gray and they're not shaving. So they're mad because maybe artists are grooming themselves. Right. You can't get mad because your time of being groomed is like in the days when you could just put on Timberland boots, three rolls of fat around your neck, then that because that style is gone. <laughs> I understand, but but <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that no more. You have to adjust with the time that's going on. That's fair enough. 
That's fair enough. You you said something about how maybe older rappers think that the younger rappers, uh, their their substance is impure. Were you talking about lyrics or the things they're talking about? No, sometimes they have impurities about their drug talk and their rap concepts about they do. And, you know, we have people selling drugs. Now we got people getting high with them in, in the music, but they do have the impurities of what they say of, as far as substance wise, that's what I was talking about. I see. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, Keith, I want to uh, ask you what's coming up next. We were kind of talking about this new album, Space Gore-Tex. Uh, what are you working on after uh, this? Uh, I just shot a video with my boy Wayne Campbell. Again, he's coming out with, uh, we got Cedric, my boy, you know, said G's coming out with the song Delta, and I got a new video coming out called uh, Ivanchi on my Sax Fifth Avenue project. Hmm. Yeah, we got some good videos coming out. I've been doing a lot of videos lately, so visuals is a good thing. You know, a lot of people should be glad that we're filming and stuff like that and looking presentable. And I think what's, what's good now is visuals now. A lot of groups really can't do a lot of visuals because they're not in shape or they don't look presentable to get in the camera no more. And I'm glad that we're, we're doing visuals, you know, me and my, and I got said that you got a new project coming. So we got a lot of stuff working and, um, he has a brand new project that's produced by Sharon. My, my girlfriend did his album. Nice. Uh, Girl produces beats. So it's going to be sounding good. And he has his first video coming out within a couple of weeks that we should be looking for, you know, the Delta and, um, uh, Everything's good. We're just filming stuff. And I've been doing a lot of films lately because Hollywood became, you know, too rebellious against me. So as far as film and television, I film myself. You know, I'm not going to be the dude to wait to, you know, for networks to get into me visually and all that. So I've been filming my own videos. and It's better that way anyway. So and then we don't have to, you know, people don't have to try to do something phony and have you looking like a phony spaceman and putting marbles on your feet and jelly beans around your sneakers <laughs> that look like lights. <laughs> right. Okay. Doing je- jelly beans on my jacket so they look like they lighten up. So we we took it in our own matters to do as much as our own visuals and stuff, but for us futuristic looking and stuff like that with our own regular clothes. Nice. Sorry. And own designing, own clothing, own own dressing. You know, we don't have a stylist. We do our own dressing. A lot of these guys have a stylist and, and companies picking out clothes for them and stuff. We, we've been doing it for the last couple of videos. If you look at Angel and you look at T-Mobile, a lot of videos I have, you know, Super Wave and uh, No Doubt and Strip Club Husband, a lot of videos that I have. Uh, Pussy hot, all kinds of videos. I've been dressing myself for the last couple of videos. No record labels have been buying videos. You know, I you know I shot a video called Foot Locker with Paul Wall. But other than that, I've been doing videos. That's cool. So I've been having more fun doing videos. That's great. Like just videos is showing my appearance. I don't want to be an old man and looking like Grady from Sanford and Son. In any in the videos. Okay, no, that's good. It's good. I'm glad you're looking good. Yeah. I'm glad you're looking good and feeling good. Uh, where can people go? Yeah. Where can people go to learn more about you and these videos? I see official coolkeith.bandcamp.com for your music, but all these videos and things you're talking about, where would you send people? Uh, you can go to coolkeith uh, Instagram. Or you can go to KNS Entertainment. And you can go to uh, videos, volunteer media. Check out volunteer media for all the videos and and uh, all that. And said G and uh, everybody for all the videos. Okay, cool, Keith. If we can play one song from Space Gore-Tex, which one would you pick? I like them all. Why don't you? I let you pick one. Okay. I like them all. You like them all. How about? Um, yeah. How about hallucinations? Hallucinations, that's great. I like them more. That's another thing too. A lot of people used to ask me, "Do you like what's your favorite album? What's your favorite song on the album?" I always say I like them all because 
it's like your kids. If you have a family and you have ten children, do you like just one of them? Yeah. <laughs> right. No, you can't. You can't. You can't yeah. do that. You have to like them all. That's just the rules. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And my so my kids, my my music is like my babies. So I I don't I like them all. More. I like them all. My albums are like my babies. I like them all. And I did two albums this year: Saxon Avenue and Keith Computer Technology. I did more than that. They like said I did three albums, and I did the Court D Times album. You know, so I have four albums this year. I did. People can and the Saxon Avenue album, right? And and again, is there is that like your is your Bandcamp the best place to find all that stuff? I guess you go to Amazon, but you can pull it up and uh, get everything. And uh, I want I like to thank all the people who support the stuff. And you know, year round that I stay in the business. Remember, I do it independently for you because. I'm always spending money working on projects and recording and keeping stuff out there without a label. So yeah. a lot of these guys just want the fame. They just, you know, they sign to these labels and stuff like this. I'm, I'm doing it with no labels. So this is all independent work, just hard, independent work. Well, it's it's one of the reasons some of us think you're a real hero, Keith. And I, I thank you for uh, all your work. Oh, yeah. and, and also oh, yeah. and also for this time. So the new album is Space Cortex, Cool Keith and Thetan. This is Hallucinations. Keith, uh thanks hey, thanks again, hey, man. Hold on. And you get and you get Seji's album too on uh Spotify and Amazon and his Delta single out on iTunes. Okay. You know, it's my partner Seji has an album coming out and right now. We're all headed into the space quartet. <laughs> all right, Keith, thanks for this. Best of luck with everything. Stay safe, and I hope we talk again sometime. Okay, thank you so much.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Amazing. Cool Keith was on the 548th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network, and is available on all Apple and Google platforms and other things, too, like Spotify or what have you. Whatever you use, Creative Control is there. If you can't find an episode that you've heard about and are looking for, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my semi-regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter, at Vish Creative, or follow me directly at Vishkana. Also visit patreon.com slash Control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. Again, $6 or more gets you uh, access to exclusive content. So if you're interested in ex- even more audio content for your ears and your brain and other parts of your body, go to patreon.com slash Control. Thanks again to live at MasseyHall.com, uh, where you can watch beautifully captured concerts by great Canadian artists. Also, Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, and Granddad's Donuts for their in-kind support for this show. Thank you, Jim Guthrie, for lending me some music uh, to play on this show. You can learn more about Jim and his work at JimGuthrie.org. And finally, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode with Cool Keith and for listening to other episodes and subscribing to the show and following the show and keeping tabs on the show it means a lot and i will talk to you very soon stay safe take care of yourself and your friends and your family and uh, and your communities and uh bye for now on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.